0: Now let's listen to a great program.
1: Now you know how our minds can be. Occasionally you get an idea or an image and then God may call it up over and over again. That's what happened with the image of a boat. Not just any boat, but God's boat and what it meant for us. Now, the first image of a boat for me was in Exodus. Moses and his little boat that hid him from Pharaoh in Exodus 2. You remember the story. Pharaoh was killing off the Hebrew baby boys to keep the population down. Moses' mom takes a basket, covers it with pitch so that it'll float like a boat, puts little Moses in it, and sends his sister to watch over it. Pharaoh's daughter finds it, and the story goes on from there. The point is, Moses was in a boat. It is what saved him from being killed. It was what enabled him to be rescued and to be an active part of God's plan to deliver the Hebrews from Egypt. Point one, a boat, no matter how small, can save you. The next boat I got was the ark, Noah and the ark. Now, I know the boat saved Noah, his family, and all the animals, but Noah had to get specific instructions on how to build that boat and what to put into it. He had to deal with a lot of ridicule while building the boat. A friend of mine used to compare Noah building the ark to one of us saying that God told us to build a rocket ship, and there we were building it in our front yard. Can you imagine what we would hear from our friends and neighbors? But Noah did what God asked, ridicule and all, and was saved. Point two, you have to follow God's directions, no matter what others say. Then Jonah comes to mind. Now, Jonah was using a boat to get away from what the Lord wanted him to do, preach to Nineveh for their salvation, Now a violent storm comes up and as the story progresses, Jonah is thrown overboard and swallowed by a large fish. Three days, Jonah sat in that fish. For three days, Jonah prayed and God answered. The fish spit him out. Jonah went on to preach to Nineveh as he had been told to and they repented. Point three could be, "Mm, don't run from God, you'll get swallowed by a fish. But really point three is even when things seem at their worst, God hears a heartfelt prayer and responds to it, especially when we are running from His will and repent of that action. Let's jump to the New Testament. Matthew 4:18 through22 is the calling of the first disciples: Simon, who becomes Peter, Andrew, and James and John Zebedee's sons. They were all in or around their boats. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They left what they had and followed Jesus. Point four is that sometimes our boat is our safe place, a thing we like to do, our free time. When God calls, it's time to go right then, dropping our nets, leaving everything right then saying yes and going. In Luke 5, verse 7, this is after Peter catches a large number of fish and he says, Leave me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Point five is Jesus knows who and what we are. He just needs willing workers. He will make us what he needs us to be, what he wants us to be. We just have to say yes. Now, there are two points in this one, Matthew eight twenty three through 27. Jesus and the disciples are in a boat. A storm comes up, a violent storm. The boat is being swamped by the waves. Now, I don't know about you, but the last place I want to be is on a sinking ship. And Jesus is sleeping through all this. The disciples wake him up. Hey, Lord, we're dying here. Do you not care? Jesus asks why they are so panicked, and he calms the storms. Now, point six has an A and a B. A, when we're about to go under, Jesus is with us. We only need to cry out to him. And B, Jesus calms our storms. Matthew fourteen thirteen, after the death of John the Baptist. Scripture says Jesus heard of it. He withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. Sometimes we just have to get away by ourselves to think, to pray. Matthew fourteen twenty-two through 33. Now Jesus has sent the disciples ahead of him. They're in a boat and Jesus has gone off to pray. Now the boat was a few miles offshore and it was being tossed about by the waves. That night, the disciples see Jesus walking on the water, and they panic. Jesus says, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. This is when Simon Peter says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you. Jesus does, and Peter gets out of the boat, walks away, but takes his eyes off Jesus and begins to panic and sink. Jesus reaches out and grabs him and saves him. They get in the boat, the wind dies down, and everybody in the boat says that truly you are the son of God. That point A has an A and a B part as well. On point A, even when Jesus sends us off, he's never very far that he can't immediately extend a saving hand to us. As long as we keep our eyes on Jesus and do as he asks, we're okay. And even when we start to sink, we only need to reach out to him, to call him. And point B, even our storms are not so bad that Jesus cannot calmly and easily get to us through them. John 21, 1 through 13 After the resurrection, Peter and several others go fishing. I I cannot imagine what they had to process. Jesus is arrested, convicted, died. They run off. They fear for their own lives. Jesus rises and appears to Mary and the others. It's hard to process, but he said he would rise. Let me put my hand in the marks, Lord. So why wouldn't Peter return to something that was safe, familiar, predictable, to help himself and others sort all this out? He hears from the shore. Did you catch anything? No, we fished all night. Then cast your nets over there. They caught so much that they couldn't pull the net in. It's the Lord. And Peter jumps in the water to get to Jesus. He doesn't want to waste time rowing in. Peter jumps in and races to him. Point nine, we believe. We have faith. We have hope. We should always get to God as quickly as possible. We must recognize him in every circumstance. We have to listen and obey. We have to sail on Jesus's terms, not ours. Paul, poor Paul who was shipwrecked in Acts 27 and 28. But even though it seemed like the end, God worked things out differently. Boats, safety, direction, transportation, means of working, Jesus' boat. Things are different when it's Jesus' boat. Point 10, God is always in charge. Whether we admit it or not, whether we follow his directions or not, God is in charge and will always turn bad into good for his greater honor and glory. We need to remember when things are rough that you, Lord, are there with us. When things are calm, we need to know that it is you, Lord, who have ordered the storms to be stilled. It is you, Lord, who lead us and guide us using the breath of your Spirit to blow us where you will. You, Lord, keep us safe in the storms of life. And all you ask in return is our yes, our willingness to do your will, to work for you in your boats, and to pull in the catch. Amen.
0: Or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.